Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Ollie. <laughs> we are going to skip banter today and go straight to our card of the day because we talked about charm for too long this morning we for did. our Patreon episode, and now we're in a rush. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but John Cho was involved, so we just yeah, couldn't shut up. <laughs> we couldn't shut up because we're huge John Cho stands. Have been for years. He's adorable. Yeah. Uh, in fact, to the point where we kept calling him John Cho instead of his character instead name. Of Mark, I know. Like over and over. Sorry. John Cho sticks his head in. Anyway, <laughs> our card of the day today, dear Esther, is the sun. Aww. Oh, yay. We needed that. Whenever yeah, we, we start off that. feeling really, really rushed, it's nice yeah. to have a little joy <laughs> a little, added. <laughs> little joy, little breather of the sun. That's nice. Exactly. Okay, so with our first question, the episode is from Emma, and she says, second time questioner here. A few weeks ago, you discussed my question about being a teacher in a hybrid model. I actually remember this question, which is very rare. <laughs> this is a larger practice-oriented question. What is your approach when a deck consistently gives you nonsensical or obviously unhelpful spreads? I have a deck that was gifted as a thank you from a magical friend. I love it. I felt immediately bonded with the deck. The watercolor art feels easily intuitive. I'd like to be able to use this deck for myself, but she seems to only give helpful answers when reading for others. Do you have any spreads or advice for figuring out what's up? Hmm. That's a good question. The deck may not like you. Yeah. I mean, it's... One of those things where I've never successfully rebuilt a relationship with the deck that I feel like is unhelpful. But if you do find it helpful in one area, like it always works well when you read for others, maybe that's just its role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate it for you, but (laughs) that's it. I don't don't think there's ever been a time in our experience. I don't think there's ever been a deck where I've been like, hi, I'm charming you like back to me. Yeah. Like me more. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing that people do is to not use that deck for a while to kind of like reset it almost. That yeah. sometimes works for people. Like um, cleansing but- it sometimes because maybe if it like the previous owner a little bit more like smoke cleansing yeah, that's or true too. like selenite or something. Yeah. Like little crystals in the pouch saying, I love you. Something maybe. If it always works when you're reading for other people. Or if it usually works when you're reading for other people, maybe start by saying, like, you know, like doing a deck interview spread almost. Like, yeah. Being like, what what is your preference, deck? Like, what would you like to be used for almost? Right. And then if it's really just like we're about external people, then you just kind of know that even though it's beautiful, it's something that you can like take pictures of and, you know, use with others, but maybe just not use as often for yourself. Yeah. Or just even just ask, like, why don't you like me or what's wrong? Like, will you ever like me? Like just ask the relationship questions that you would always want to like ask a forlorn lover. Who's just kind of like <laughs> left you behind. It's okay to ask the deck that cause the deck will just tell you why. So I just thought that and pulled a card. I just thought, why don't you like me and pulled a card from antique anatomy and got judgment, which is hilarious. <laughs> cause this deck does like me just fine. <laughs> so it's like, I judging being, you. Yeah. It's just teasing. <laughs> It's like, yeah, eh, judgment. But yeah. yeah, I think that like it is sometimes that's just sometimes the case. Like there are plenty yeah. of decks that I can appreciate visually that I just can't use. It's one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I keep giving the fountain tarot away. I yeah. bought it twice and I keep giving it to other people because it just doesn't work for me. But I think it's really objectively beautiful. Right. I like yeah. the colors. I like some of the like special card meanings, but it just it's just not for me. And so I just end up giving it to other people. But right. if I were not 
somebody who constantly gives decks when people express even like a modicum of interest in them, I think I would probably just maybe put it away for a little bit and then come back later and do a whole new introduction. Right. Yeah, just I would say at least just first put it away for like a month or two, like just let it rest, let it kind of get its grumpy pantsness out, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then bring it back and see if it wants to play with you. And if it doesn't, then consider just using it for other people. And that's okay. Yeah, which totally works. There's a place yeah. for that too, for sure. Yep, totally. Good luck, Emma. I love it. All right. This is the reason why we have to be fast, because this might be the longest question we've ever asked. I'm editing it down. Yes. So I will be leaving out lots of details, which Esther can see, so we'll have the full context. But yes. Tarot Dreamer, you are a wordy person, and I appreciate all of the context you gave us. So this is for Tarot Dreamer, and Tarot Dreamer says, first, let me tell you that I love listening to your podcast. I've learned so much from you both. Everything from the art of tarot, books that are great resources, etc. I was Christian and homeschooled for 10 years. Hey, Aster. Hey. And since 2018, my life can only be described as shake and stretch, trial and error, Saturn returns phenomenon. So she's kind of going into a little bit depth of depth about her like childhood and feelings of like kind of not really being understood and stuff like that. Uh, in 2018, my seven and a half year relationship ended with my ex. During that same week, I bought my first brand new car, opened five credit cards and got accepted to grad school for a MFT program, which is marriage and family therapy. A month later, someone ran a red light and hit my new car while I was driving with my friends and coworkers. Being emotionally distressed and vulnerable, I sort of started going out with an emotionally abusive person who let me stay with them for the two months we were together. This abusive relationship led to the next, even worse relationship. He was also my boss, and I lived with him, dur lived with him during our year-long relationship. She refers to him as demon lover. So... Then they go on to say, my demon lover boss stopped paying me for the last eight months I worked for him. Also, in the midst of these two years, I moved six times. I bought a timeshare, all while still attending my first year of grad school and working a demanding unpaid job for that really abusive ex. Thank God I was given a blessing out of all of this. My current partner, who has lovingly helped me heal and worked with me financially to get me back to neutral. Um, but this has required some sacrifices, some sacrifices I felt really good about and others. I felt like I have no idea who I am anymore. So they moved States. She has gone through like a whole bunch of stuff, sort of found witchcraft, wants to help more people dropped out of grad school. Um, and is also experiencing some health problems. Um, finally things are settling and I've done a lot of healing. The only thing that feels unsettled is my career and lack of community. My work is to focus on pursuing a career with tarot and witchcraft after realizing that they wanted to keep doing sort of like active listening roles and helping people, but not, but finding that the MFT was not the right answer. I am unemployed right now and using my savings. The job that I used to have, the one that I loved was being a peer counselor slash harm reduction specialist type of job. Now I feel the tarot could be a new avenue to be an active listener for someone who needs it. I feel really good and excited because tarot is an amazing tool and I just love everything about it. It has the spirituality, psychology, and witchiness I could ask for. Um, but I feel like I need some sort of certification or mentorship or something to be able to do tarot professionally. So after all that, what I would like to know is what do I need to have to start my tarot business? 
Is there schooling or mentorship for tarot? Is it even worth it? I also wanted to ask the cards a general feeling around me pursuing this career. My cards, I believe, are sending me the go-ahead to move forward, but I do not exactly have another tarot reader to ask for a second opinion. Also, where would you look first for tarot and witchy friends and community? I feel like I need to stop isolating myself, but I feel gun-shy and self-conscious about everything that's happened. Thank you, and I appreciate your time reading all of this. I've literally taken days trying to gather the courage to write to you guys, and I feel really good to finally have hit submit. Thank you, Tarot Dreamer. This is kind of like a three-part question, I guess, yes, if we're I think narrowing so. it down. So firstly, about tarot mentorships and whether or not that's yes. valuable, or tarot certifications and mentorships. The second one is kind of career path in general, and the third one is creating community with tarot. Yeah. So we have a lot of thoughts about tarot certifications and mentorships. Esther, would you like to begin? <laughs> I think they're a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's basically like self-appointed boards that are just taking your money to give you a printed off certificate that you can do at home. Yeah. I, not to say that the learning you would get from these certifications, because I think there's some value in taking classes because mm -hmm. you have like structure already there. You have classes already there, but the certification actually means nothing at the end of the day. It's right. not like a doctoral board or, you know, like that you're a surgeon and you've graduated with a yeah. license or something. It's not it's a not credentialing that. program. Yeah. And it's not credentialed at all. Like they will kind of make up their own credentials. Like if you look into like certification programs or any like metaphysical stuff, yeah. like whether it be you like can crystal find certification people who will or certify you. You can. You can. Anyway, I will certify you. You want to send me $2,000? I will certify you and make a really beautiful PDF for you to print off. Like, Yeah, she just made one for me because I was right about something and she sent me a beautiful certificate that said I was right about it. Not yeah. in a conversation between the two of us. I was yes. right against someone else. Against someone else. she was very proud of me. Yeah, I was very proud. So I was like, you know, Holly was motherfucking right on this one occasion, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, so like... But to me, like just even just coming from a from a Christian school that was very self-certified as well and my degree yeah. kind of being useless, like that's why I see most certifications that aren't like on a grand scale sort of right. like recognized. And so I guess sense. that's the thing. There are way there are like learning programs that can give you opportunities to do things that are helpful in the learning process. Yes. Like for example, some certification programs will have like when if you're one of our students, you have the opportunity to read for X number of people and get feedback right. for it or whatever. So that's kind of the upside. But also, there are a lot of ways to get that experience under your belt without having to pay $2,000 or $6,000 or mm -hmm. however much some of the certifications cost. So that's kind of the problem is that there's not like really like a way to filter out the things that are giving you the experiences that you personally will find helpful. Right. Besides, and a lot of programs won't even tell you what they encapsulate till you register for it. Right. Exactly. Well, and like for me, like if someone tells me they have a biddy certification, I'm like, okay, good. That doesn't make a difference. Like yeah. you studied uh, with her curriculum, which okay, that's, that's fine. But you also spent a lot of money for something that yeah. you could do on your own or get from Benabel when on free from free on her website or you yeah. know, just buying a book or something, you know, there's so many resources out there for free. Just if you have a little bit of personal responsibility, motivation, you can do it. Like yeah. you don't need to have a class or something like that. And I'm not calling out Biddy specifically, just hers is, I think the biggest certification the biggest, most people yeah. 
recognized. Well, and I think there's also kind of a component of it is like when you are like, what's the goal of certification so that you can tell people that you're official or so that you can learn? Like if it's so that you can learn and you have the means to pay for it, maybe it will feel more worth it. But it's just so that, but if you're just wanting to do it so you can say I'm certified, uh, then it feels like that is kind of less meaningful because the people who don't know anything about tarot are going to go to you regardless because there's something else about you that they're drawn to. And the people who are part of this community largely know that there's like, you know, infinite number of certification programs. So it's a little bit less meaningful. And like, I think there's just always affordable options out there. Like if you're wanting a specific study, like if you're wanting to do like hermeticism and the tarot, there are tons of resources out there with books or videos on YouTube that are free where you don't need the specific course to be educated with it. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I don't know. I think that if it's something that you want, I mean, the other thing is that when you're starting a tarot business, no one is asking you if you're certified. Like they don't, they don't just print off certificate on the, and put on the wall. Like it could be like the wildly tarot bullshittery certificate of tarot (laughs) on the wall. God damn it, Esther. Now I'm going to make you make a goddamn Certification. certification. We'll put it on a mug. <laughs> Write down what you just said. Just make that I'm exact thing. We'll put it on a mug. Exact mug. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. That'll be perfect. Um, but yeah, I think that like the thing is, is that, so I guess we're sort of transitioning to the starting a tarot business thing. Mm-hmm. Neither Esther nor I have a tarot business right now. We have sold readings in the past, but we found it to be a lot of work. Yes. And it also was impacting our ability to make connections organically with other readers because when you're actively trying to market yourself, it can feel tricky to create authentic friendships. So for me, that's ultimately why I stopped because Mm -hmm. I was tired of, I was tired of marketing myself in that way. And I know that like, I guess we have a tarot adjacent business because we have this podcast, but us saying to somebody, Hey, listen to our podcast is really different than saying, Hey, give me a hundred dollars for me yeah. to read this reading, buy a reading, you. buy a reading, buy a reading, yeah. you know, yeah. cause the podcast is passive, like where right. they can listen if they want to, there's no money exchange involved. It's yeah. not like we're going to stop being friends with them if they don't listen. Like, right, I don't, exactly. I don't, we've, we have friends that have told us, like, confess, like, we're, like, three months behind. I'm like, we don't I'm give like, a fuck. I don't, like, we yeah, don't care. exactly. <laughs> I, I, I wish that you were up to date because hopefully I have not said anything thinking you would think the joke was funny and then not yeah. have that reaction that I wanted. <laughs> but also, like, we know that people are busy. We know that we can't all yeah. catch up with all of our friends' activities all the time. And with a one-to-one transactional relationship, like mm-hmm. selling readings... It can just feel really exhausting for both of us. There also was the added pressure of our jobs and the podcast. So we were doing all the tarot reading stuff in addition to sort of a full-time job. And in Esther's case, like two other part-time jobs (laughs) and my case, just the one. Um, But it, it, it is complicated to try to build relationships while also trying to sell something. Right. And there are readers who, do balance it well where they have authentic relationships, but also sell readings, but yeah. they are, but they also don't market themselves to that point. We, yeah. You know, that, that makes any sense. Like it's not always marketing with them. It's always, it's also building relationships, but it's a very hard line that you have to like learn after many years Yeah, of doing it. And it, it takes practice and also feeling it out because it is, yeah. 
doing something like tarot. The other thing about that, I, the other reason I stopped doing tarot readings for money is that I was like feeling super overwhelmed by the pressure to have it be like both visually beautiful and obviously accurate, but mm -hmm. also like, like it just, it was exhausting me. Like I would do yeah. a reading for somebody and then I would like need to like take an hour to like recoup my strength in some way. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. I, I just think that like, I see where Tarot Dreamer is coming from. It seems like a great idea. And I do think mm -hmm. that there's some room for that. I mean, there are yeah. so many people who read professionally. So there's always more room on that playing field. But the other thing, I just had such a huge brain fart. Uh, <laughs> you remember it. You can just shut forever. up. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it does, it will. Like, if, if creating good friendships and like groups of support is important to you then having it be simultaneous with trying to sell readings will mm -hmm. be stressful because right. you'll never really be sure if a relationship that you're building is a relationship that is there for support sake and for love's mm -hmm. sake or if it's because you're like simultaneously trying to sell to each other and right. that's something that Esther and I have talked about before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but sometimes this sort of like woo woo Instagram community can just feel like everyone is trying to sell to each other all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And so if you can find a way to remove it. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So I know that one of the reasons that, um, that Tarot Dreamer wants to do this is because they like that sort of like listening and helping profession. Um, and I have that in my mm -hmm. day job. I'm an academic advisor. I didn't need to get a master's in marriage and family therapy, although some people do. I have a master's in higher education, but there are other ways to sort of be involved in higher education or even secondary education in a mentor role where right. active listening and support and like that combination of like therapeutic tools while not actually being a therapist uh, and like mentorship comes into play. So there might be something that we could read for about finding a way to sort of combine those interests and move forward that wouldn't necessarily be trying to like get a tarot uh, business off the ground right away. Like maybe to right. give yourself a little bit more time tarot dreamer to get more confident in your reading um, mm -hmm. to kind of do those learning experiences, whether they're part of a certification program or not, uh, and to feel more confident in that side of it. And then you can start the tarot business rather than feeling like you have to kind of simultaneously be doing all of it at once. Right. And I know that the Instagram community feels like everyone is a full-time tarot reader. I mean, I feel like that all the time. It's like, Oh yeah. I always, always feel like that when I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm like, yeah. is everyone like, just doing this all the time? Oh yeah. Yeah. And just realistically, the expectation to set is it's, there's not a lot of money unless you're, you have lots and lots of followers in it. Like yeah. I will do readings like periodically, like through the year, like one or two times through the year, like do readings for other people. But even then it's like, it's not a lot of money that's coming in when I do open readings up. You, like, you no. have to every day be doing readings all the time to yeah. get any sort yeah. of like part-time income, full-time income. Like the people so. that I know that do do readings full-time are, they have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of clients and mm -hmm. they are reading for people basically like six hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and usually they also have like side 
things that they offer like classes or books or things like yeah. that. It's not that it's not that there's it. Most people are like Holly and I, even though it doesn't, it doesn't appear like that where they have p- full-time jobs or they're like people who take care of their kids all the time, full-time. Yeah. So those are the types of people that are, do offer readings, but it's, there's not a lot of money in it all. Like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even really think about that component. It's hard. To I mean, I hate, I hate to say that, but you have to have like a really high caliber of followers to even like get a lot of readings coming in for yeah. any sort of income. Yeah. So maybe we should do a reading of like other ways to sort of like synthesize that interest and ability conversation. We used yeah. to do that reading kind of regularly when we were getting more work related questions. Yeah, but like yeah. maybe each pull a card for interests, abilities, and then how to combine them. Okay. Yeah. And we'll find a way for Tarot Dreamer to still combine those interests and abilities. Um, maybe in something a little bit less stressful to try to mm-hmm. make a living from than tarot. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're totally right. Everyone has like candles and zines and books. Exactly. And yeah. Classes and digital downloads or malas or crystals or something in addition right. to readings. Yeah. Because your readings have to be pretty unique. And also you have to have a huge following to really. Right. All right. Interests first. Did you already pull a card? I already pulled all three for all three positions. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure how we were doing this. So. Interests, <laughs> abilities, and how to combine them all. Oh, interesting. Okay. So what did you get for interests? Interest is the eight of, is it's from fifth spirit. Is it eight of fire and fifth spirit? Basically eight of wands. Yeah. Yeah. So eight of eight of wands is like interests. Right. And I got four of cups. So I think that maybe the interest right now is just that you want to be moving forward. Like your priority Mm -hmm. is moving forward. So it's not even really about what your next step is as much as you being interested in forward momentum. And then also having, but feeling trapped at the same time with the four of cups, like the not like your interest is, well, I'm just going too deep in like where you actually are rather than where your interest lies, but your interests lie in helping people find that fourth cup mm-hmm. and like accepting it or seeing right. that fourth cup and then moving forward. Uh, what did you yeah. get for abilities? Abilities is the nine of candles or fire or flames. Okay. So you got the nine of wands and I got the 10 of yeah. wands. I think okay. that right now the abilities are just like surviving you're exhausted yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you are, you're right now your focus needs to be on resiliency and continuing to heal because you yeah. spent two years in incredibly traumatic circumstances uh-huh. yeah and it's so wonderful that you have such a supportive partner now and that you feel like you're able to heal and grow through that but also mm-hmm. you have to let yourself heal more. Yeah. I think getting the nine and the 10 of ten. wands in an ability yes. position <laughs> is really like you're, you're exhausted. Yeah. Like now is the time to just kind of like focus on healing, focus on being okay. Yeah. Your interests are like in exterior things with other people when your ability is more internal if that makes any sense like even though these are wands they're more like of the internal wands of that personal the end of the wand suit is so so personal yeah yeah so i mean nine of ten of wands i'm tired like i'm tired tired. for you 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 know like 
Tara Dreamer, you must be completely exhausted. Yeah. What did you get for how to combine them? I got the, the three lovers. of wands. Okay, the oh, lovers and the three of wands. I think, yeah. So that kind of makes a lot of sense, though. If you're kind of, your ability right now is low, you're like really overwhelmed and kind of mm-hmm. like carrying a lot. Right. How to combine them right now is to focus on ways to move forward later. Like think yeah. about like not just your partnership with your partner who seems awesome, but also like the choices that you're making, the way you want to plan externally. But all of that is like planning and thinking and right. like, like, I guess, contemplating rather mm-hmm. than doing. So right now thinking and planning and creating more of a plan is a way for you to let yourself sit in that nine and 10 of wands without yeah. pushing yourself further and further and further in ways that aren't sustainable. Mm. And this is like, to me, the lovers is inclusive of your partner and planning yeah. with them, like yeah. not independently of them, not trying to make sure that you like communicate to them how appreciative you, they, that you are for their love at this moment. And you're trying to, like do things to show that appreciation where yeah. it's like considering your like your life together as a partnership and you healing yourself and that being able to strengthen your relationship as a partnership together. Yeah, too. totally. To and planning for your future. Yeah, totally. I think that like the, I th- well, this is like kind of pandemic ponderings, I guess. Okay. Okay. Pandemic, <laughs> My pandemic pondering is that, we're so numb to it, right? Or a lot of us are so numb to it right now that we're starting to get back into our really destructive thought processes of needing to actively mm-hmm. be improving in order to be like, okay. Or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. To have value. Exactly. Yeah. To have value. Yeah. So my pandemic pondering, I guess, is ultimately that we are still dealing with extended trauma. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been eight, nine, ten months for Esther mm-hmm. of yeah. being in this pandemic. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. Like there it's still ongoing trauma. And the idea that we need to be taking steps and getting stuff done and making changes is completely the capitalist nightmare. Mm-hmm. A symptom of the capitalist nightmare we're finding ourselves in. Yes, yes. It's super, super okay for you to allow yourself to take this time to heal. And Mm -hmm. take this time to plan for the future rather than I need to be doing something right now or Mm -hmm. else my value is low. And especially if you're feeling like you're having to rebuild your understanding of yourself, Mm -hmm. do that. Like that is so much more important than starting a new business or starting a new plan. Right. Like take time to rebuild, take time to give yourself some patience and grace And then you can Mm -hmm. start doing long-term planning. Like maybe even tarot readings that you could do would be something like what we did recently for another listener of like, you know, what should I be looking at doing in six months? What should I be Mm -hmm. looking at doing in the next year? Rather than having it be like, what's my first step? Like we could give first step, like in order to start a tarot business, you should open an Etsy shop and create an Instagram page. Like that's the objective, like how to start a tarot business stuff. We could Mm -hmm. say that. But I think in these circumstances, it's way more about addressing that nine and 10 of wands and planning for the future with your partner, with like doing something where you could help people sort of like see things differently or whatever, Mm -hmm. because your interest lies there, but your interest also should lie there for yourself. And maybe the four of cups for you is that you're 
not seeing this as an opportunity to continue to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's being offered, you know, you have kind of a safe place. You're with a safe person. You're mm-hmm. like not in an actual crisis situation. So maybe the cup that you're yourself not seeing is the cup that says, now is your time to let yourself heal. Now is your time yeah. to let yourself like become whole again. And then you can start doing other things. Yes. Yeah. Oh, tarot. And then for the questions about the friendships and making friends, you mentioned being in our Facebook group, just say hi. Like it doesn't like, like make a post or if you just pop into another person's post who are asking about like an opinion about a card, just kind of like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because like, in my opinion, our Wiley Tarot, like tarot group is like the best tarot group out there and we're good people to practice with everyone's very forgiving everyone's very loving everyone understands that we're all in this journey together and we're all in this learning process so don't be afraid to say hi and also if you want to i mean we don't do this a lot in the wildly tarot group but maybe it's time to do it again like reading exchanges has not really been part of our group but yeah i think that we have enough people who would probably like to do reading exchanges that we could do that i mean it wouldn't be for money obviously but it is really good practice to Mm -hmm. read tarot for people and our group is a safe place to do that because it's less than a thousand people we all are really supportive of each other and i think that are we yeah we're still less than a thousand people yeah yeah we're like, <laughs> like i think we're at like 800 maybe 800 something or whatever <laughs> but i still yeah i still think it's just like a really good supportive place to be doing that and since you're already in the group that's a good resource as far as yeah. like like I have found a great community on Instagram. I know Esther has too. I know that Mm -hmm. Instagram isn't for everybody, but as Esther and I can both attest when we go like months without posting anything to our feed, (laughs) interacting with people via stories is completely valid and maybe a little bit less or a little bit more low pressure because you can just... Low pressure, less intimidating to do stories. Yeah. And then you don't have to... I mean, you can have a couple of posts just so that you don't feel like you're just like a faceless profile, but like post a couple things when it feels right. It doesn't have to be perfectly styled and beautiful. She says to convince herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, like my, me with my panic thing, like my husband told me, you should post it on Instagram. I'm like, no, it's not beautiful. He's like, do it. And I'm so it's, it's like, okay, fine. Like, I'll put it in my notes. This is not my most beautiful post ever. But, but also <laughs> like, I think that that's part of it is that like, there are people who are known for having really beautiful posts and there are people who are known for being really supportive, good yeah, friends or whatever. Friends, yeah. So, and like, I also think that communicating via stories and like interacting via stories is just like really low pressure. And once you start those conversations, it's easy to yeah. continue. Them. Just like send a little hard eyes to somebody that if you see their dog or like a little yeah. bit like a 100, if they have a really good opinion about something like, it has yeah. to be, it or have like, to be, Oh, like, I have that mug. <laughs> you don't actually need to like message, just send the emoji. Like yeah. with it and it's it's totally it's fine. not embarrassing i know that sometimes people feel weird about that but nobody who's receiving those things think it's weird when you respond to their stories we're posting yeah it. you're allowed uh, yeah. To and i just i just press like a double heart thank you for looking thank you for your opinion and i'm not gonna respond back because i'm terrified of talking to people <laughs> that's not true okay 80 percent terrified talk just people. remember that esther and i became friends via the internet and social media friendships like this it can true. happen it can. And Esther's good at it. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Every single interaction with anybody's terrifying. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But I think also, like, the other thing, Tarot Dreamers, that, like, realizing that everyone has kind of, like, has varying levels of concern that they look like the weirdo may help yes. you remember that you're not. You're not. 
No. Just chat. It's fine. Yeah, we're all people. <laughs> exactly. Doing all these weird people things. So oh, we'll God, all be people together. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, I, good was luck. That... We love you. Yeah, good luck and we love you. And congratulations on sort of like getting out of all those terrible situations. If you're not yes. already seeing a therapist, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, definitely. Just to go along with your sort of self-guided tarot stuff and just uh-huh. keep learning and keep pushing yourself. But also the thing that you're pushing yourself about is about your own healing and growth, not necessarily yes. about starting something totally new and like right. going to all of that stress. Yes, it's yes. Yay. Good luck, Tarot Dreamer. And also yes. come forth in the Facebook Say group hello. if you'd like yeah. to. Uh, and now it's time for Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you, we would love it. We always love it. Yeah. Um, and like we said last week, we did get a couple more deck orders and we still have plenty for the holiday season. If you're interested, don't forget Patreon supporters. You also get a discount on our tarot decks and our Lenormand decks. So that is another reason to back us in addition to all of our witty, witty, witty content. (laughs) zany witty content okay zany there you go the other thing you get if you're a patreon supporter is a shout out from us on the show <laughs> yes with the tarot card draw dun, 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 dun. super good transition right holly <laughs> beautiful i'll pull for brit ann brit ann your card is the five of cups good luck oh well, yeah good luck i'm sorry good luck. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then for Karen, it's the lovers came back again. Even oh, though nice. she did really well. So oh, that that's such a sweet card. Yay. Awesome. And I think that that's it for announcements. Yeah. Cool. So this week we are reviewing the Uncommon Tarot by Shaheen Miro. Uh Teresa Reed, the tarot lady, did the booklet for it, um, but he was the yes. artist for it. And actually, the publisher sent us a copy of this uh, a couple months ago. And then we liked it so much that we bought Esther one, too. So thank you so much to Wiser Wiser for sending us a copy of this deck. Uh, And this is what they have to say about it. This is a deck for anyone looking to navigate the complexities of today's reality. It's based on the traditional symbolism of the Rider Waite deck, but it's been reimagined for a new generation of tarot readers to serve as a bridge for those looking to connect with their own ancestral heritage and find their personal archetype in the here and now. Shaheen's artistic style calls upon these subconscious archetypes without being literal or prescriptive and retains a magical and ethereal quality that will resonate with any lover of the tarot. And then he says about it, my vision for the Uncommon Tarot is to give a voice to our personal and collective stories, to honor and empower the wisdom of the ages, the ancestors of our past, the avatars of the future, the mystical travelers we are in the here and now. I believe our life purpose is to express ourselves fully out in the world in living color. So thank you again, Wiser, for sending this to us and... Let's get into the parameters. Yes. Uh, I think that maybe talking about the colors and tone first might be nice. But I guess we can still talk about the actual deck. So it's 78 cards, obviously. It's normal, standard, traditional size. I think it's probably like a 310 GSM, but I couldn't find it. It's a really thin. It's fairly thin. It's super easy to shuffle. It does have silver gilded edging. It's glossy. Yes. A little bit glossy. glossy. And then a one-piece box with a magnetic closure, which, again, as I said last week, is my favorite kind of box. (laughs) (laughs) 
It also has a 64-page booklet by Teresa Reed. Um, and uh, so there are some, like, basic spreads, a little bit of basic tarot history, and then all of the meanings in there. You can find it anywhere that books are sold. Wiser is a traditional publisher, so you can find it at bookstores or on their website or Amazon or whatever. And, yeah. So, okay, I want to talk about the colors and mood before we start talking about the cultural components because it is a multimedia deck with a lot of paintings, but also a lot of photography of sort of like vintage people from all over the world. So when we do start talking about sort of the cultural components, this is an incredibly diverse deck and there are a lot of depictions of people in like traditional costuming, which Mm -hmm. I think comes from that focus on ancestors. Yeah. So it's not, there aren't very many modern people at all. It's like almost all, if almost all, if not literally all historical photographs, Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the times in mixed media decks, we can sort of say like, it's harder to find photographs, I guess, non-problematic photographs of people of color that are also vintage. But I think that Shaheen did a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. And so the tone is kind of dreamy. There's a lot of like paint overlay over vintage photographs and a lot of like, the addition of a, a lot of my favorite cards end up having moths on it randomly, but oh. <laughs> the tones are like sort of, sort of dreamy muted colors. There are mm-hmm. some like brightish blues, but there's not anything that's like jarring or right. Like modern, like, you know, I guess contemporary looking. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all worth mentioning before we talk about the cultural components, just that it's yes. like meant to sort of be dreamy and mm-hmm faded and like non-hyper-realistic even despite the use of historical photographs. Yes. It's very muted colors. Nothing, Like you said, nothing's like neon. Nothing feels like out of place. Even though they're all different images with different sort of cultural backgrounds or different influences on each card, it still feels like it's all in the same deck, essentially. Yeah, totally. totally. It doesn't feel there's like there's 78 jarring. different authors like <laughs> yeah. that ha- or creators that have made this deck and it feels like non synthesized cohesive. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. So of the deck, there if you include a statue of Buddha for the Hierophant, which is kind of funny, we did two in a row with I know, I a statue of Buddha <laughs> as the Hierophant. Uh, if you include him, then thirty-five of the sixty-five humans depicted are people of color or are wearing traditional cultural clothing associated with specific regions of the world that aren't like, I guess, British, yeah. <laughs> like mainstream European Western colon- dress. colonies. <laughs> yeah. Colonist, colonizer dress, yeah. um, which is pretty great. The lovers is two men. Body mm-hmm. shape is kind of hard to say because it's either totally stylized or totally nude, but it's also so much historical photography that I just don't know if, that's like really a high point of it. Right. Um, But there's like a lot of voluminous clothing and like interesting cultural costumes. So I thought that Mm -hmm. that was pretty neat. Um, And I also think that Shaheen was pretty intentional to avoid the pitfalls of having like stereotypes of darkness versus light and like darker cards having people with darker skin tones or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like he avoided that pitfall which is great 
Yes. Um, and I think that as far as level of readings that it's appropriate for, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Like, I think mm-hmm. the people who are pretty new to tarot would be able to eat this, read this pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think with there being people on every card, that could be a little hard to decipher sometimes since it's not straight, like, RWS, like, copies, if it makes any sense. Yeah, it's definitely interpretation. feel, like, pippish with people holding cups and things like that but also at the same time there are other cards that kind of indicate what the card is and i'll get to that when i get to my favorite cards but yeah i can't wait to hear it so yeah i i think it's definitely the only thing that i'm get confused with is instead of the structure being like two of wands or like the major arcana um with the number it's wands two or sword seven so like the reading of it would be more difficult i think like it just doesn't flow as easily as like what we're used to with two of wands if that makes any yeah. sense yeah i could see that and then like instead of it being like 13 death it's death 13 yeah so that to me was a bit it kind of like takes you out of the flow the fluidity that you're used to with reading yeah. and also with the typeface it's actually jane austen's font i love oh, that. i was gonna say font. that i was gonna mention the typeface because i found it in some situations, very difficult to decide. Yeah, it can. Yeah, it can be <laughs> difficult to read, especially like I'm thinking of like people whose first language isn't English, and they may not know cursive. Like cursive isn't taught. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Cursive isn't even taught in elementary schools now. <laughs> yeah. So, so to me, that like I know this font because I've worked with this font for years. Yeah. But but and so I can pretty much decipher it now. But I think that's the only thing that's kind of keeping me from being able to fluidly read with this deck is the the yeah. numbers and the, the labels switch around and then also the the fact that cursive is involved otherwise it's like a gorgeous deck it's so, so gorgeous i did forget to mention that there have been a couple of name changes though so the fool is the wanderer oh, yeah. in this deck i love that the hierophant i know i love that too the hierophant is the wise one um what was the other one there's also there was one oh, more the, oh the oh, alchemist, alchemist. Yeah. for temperance and then awakening for judgment Mm -hmm. and the other thing that i wanted to say is that in the booklet for each of the major arcana there's like a question so like for the tower what will you build on this foundation for Mm -hmm. the empress what do you need to nurture which can be helpful for beginners to kind of be reminded of like what feelings they're supposed to evoke yeah rather than it just being keywords and sort of general themes right right yeah all right, so I want to hear about your favorite cards. I really love the world because I love the fact that it's this like old wise grandma. Yeah, that's like that's surrounded by flowers and moths and um, just like all these like picturesque, um, like multimedia collage style around her. Yeah. and she's she's not really holding the world, but she's like gazing down on the world. And I really yeah. love that picture of the world. I thought that was a, it's a really good example of like the depth of layering that Shaheen does throughout. Mm-hmm. It just looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I also love, I kept, kept reaching for like the cup suit because I really think it's a really beautiful so stylistic cool. cup. And it's, and it's one that kind of pops out in the collage, which is really nice because sometimes in collages, like things kind of blur together, but the cup suit, especially like you can immediately focus on the cup and see yeah. what's going on. Sorry for that. Totally. That was really, it's really beautiful with all of the old flowers. The devil reminds me of the devil in, um, Mujitero. I just love the fact that like, 
the devil and this is so sensual and there's like a couple that's like getting naked it on in the corner out. there. Oh, they yeah. They are like Get going it, at it. Like there's some <laughs> naked bodies. So I just really love that uh, that de- depiction of the devil. Her boobs are great too. Um, I also love the nine of cups because of the goldfish. They're so beautiful. The, yeah. With their big eyes and also of course the cups are structured there and it's just a beautiful That way. one remind me so much of stained glass. It's really mm-hmm. pretty. It is so pretty. And my absolute favorite from this deck is the alchemist temperance because she's holding the shells in her hands and the water is fluid, like going from one shell to the other. It looks like there's like a giant lily pad or a lotus pad that's like hovering above her. And she's got her like 1920s headpiece on and I'm just super into it. I (laughs) love it. Into it. Yeah, that's a really great card. We didn't have any overlapping cards. Are you serious? That's like two weeks in a row. I know. So wild. And they're both collage decks too. Yeah, maybe that's why, because collages yeah. can, like, bring so much additional stuff out. Yeah. I'll start with my ma- minor arcana. So I really like the Two of Swords. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, Oracle of Mystical Moments art style. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, so it's, like, this woman with two swords sitting in front of the ocean, obviously. She's still blindfolded, as per usual. But the moon has all of this really interesting texture to it. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really beautiful. Uh, I also really like the Queen of Coins because, again, I always like the Queen of Coins. It's one of the cards that I check for immediately. But she just looks so chill. Yeah. Like, she's sort of lounging. There's all this food. There's all these animals around her. And then I also really love the sort of, like, painted wall background. It's Mm -hmm. just, like, really, really beautiful. And um, I just really like that pattern a lot. Mm-hmm. I also, for the similar reason, loved the strength card. The strength card also has sort of this wallpapery background that oh, I just yes. love. And it's yes. obviously a woman with a uh, lion, but she seems really sort of graceful and like nymph-like almost. And she has mm-hmm. all these sunflowers. So there's just a lot of symbolism that I really like. But then I especially like the wallpaper, wallpaper background, which is kind of like a viney sort of thing and the colors are just perfect i would cover my house in that if i had the, yes. the opportunity to <laughs> uh i also really liked the high priestess mostly yes, because of that same great. thing it's just very like with you and the world it's just so layered there's mm-hmm. so many different components within the collage and right. there's like it's just so pretty it's like there's both plant life and moon there's like beautiful architecture moths uh, sort of some universal stuff, like some galaxy print, um, the moon, etc. I just think that it's so pretty and I want it like framed basically. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then the death card is a bunch of moths and like people breathing smoke into them, kind of mm-hmm. like breathing life into these moths. And I just think that the colors are really beautiful and it looks like an oil yeah. painting and I just really like it. I really like that one too. And then lastly, another one that I would want printed in my home is the moon because it has two leopards. And I think that the leopard print on the dark blue background with the big giant golden moon, Mm -hmm. it's just so pretty. It's so many colors that I love. It just brings up so many feelings that I like. Uh, And it does have a crab in it, but it's at the bottom instead of a lobster. It's like a delicious looking crab, not like an actual cute crab. It's like one you would want to eat out of like a... <laughs> You're like, I'll take that. Don't worry. Leopards, I got you. Uh, but yeah, I just think that it's like so pretty that I just really, really, really love it. Yes. That that face in the moon is gorgeous. I love faces in the moon. Me too. 
and okay. so do you have any WTF cards? I just have one. I have one. Can I guess what yours is? Yes, go ahead and guess. Is it the Knight of Cups? No, it's not. Is it the sun? It is the sun. <laughs> <gasps> Such a naked baby. Well, not only naked baby, but the 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 face kind of creepy on the sun. Oh, creepy face, naked baby. Even did you worse. See, do you see this this gold? Oh, the sun face. Yeah, I did notice that, but then I got distracted by the Knight the of Cups, which I think what... you would also be what WTF about for similar reasons. I don't know. I think I feel like I gave all of them like the court cards a pass because it was at least like Knight of Cups, Queen of Cups, King of Cups. Look at so this, like... though. It's a nude child riding a fish. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and that just doesn't seem very Knight of Cupsy to me. But no, it's maybe just... just more to that. That seems more Page of Cups. Like, yeah, maybe that's it. It feels like more Page playful. Of Cups. He shouldn't be so young on the Knight of Cups. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably that because I to me that would go for like a really like the page of cups already has like a cup on it with a fish and like yeah, very playful. And I feel yeah. like, yeah. A nudie booty suits that. Better. Yeah. I but agree. yeah, the sun is the, both the sun's face and then also creepy. So baby. the baby's face. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, okay. I can kind of like see past the baby. Cause what do I expect anymore? I know we Nothing. really should know better, but the, but the gold laminate sun face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just a lot. Esther, you you have to, you have to pull this one out for the WTF. yeah, exactly. You have to. It's, you're it's obligated now because you've had some really good suns. We've had a good run of suns the past. We have like, had month. a good run of suns. So it's totally true. <laughs> All right, so cards to represent our relationship with the deck. This will be interesting because I, I have not used this deck very often. Let's see. Oh, but I got the three of cups. All right. That's very nice. Maybe I should pull it out more. What did you get? I got the five of wands. <laughs> <laughs> the deck hates me. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. And that's our show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you'd like to read more about what we'd like to do, you can follow us on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Awesome. Okay. So next week, we will talk about Fifth Spirit Tarot. And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a form with which to submit questions. I scrolled down too far. I went back to the question. That was a really long question. Okay, okay, going back. Okay. <laughs> also, tell your friends about us and review us. It helps us grow. We really appreciate it, especially yes. the ones we've gotten the past couple of weeks have been I so know, like so nice sweet. pick me up. Yeah, you can also follow us on Instagram at wildlytarotpodcast.com. Or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast. And um, we'll, we may have a new mug by the end of this episode. So go check out our Red Bubble Shop for possibly a <laughs> certification mug that you can purchase, that you can buy. <laughs> we have to do this. I know we have so much on our plates, but that is the best idea we've ever had, I think. A certification mug. A Wildly Tarot certification mug. I mean, you're certified. If you buy this, automatic certification. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> and remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so we much. We love you so much. <laughs>